are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Hi, babes. <laughs> Hi. Episode nine. <laughs> right. Full disclosure, we've already recorded episode nine and someone made a mistake. <laughs> I love now vocally you are implying that was me no it was me I it, lost episode nine okay everyone it's fine we'll move on but you know <laughs> it, it puts us into uh, a, a different schedule in yep. terms of releasing oh, and I'm sure and the people have been clamoring for an episode they have I, I mean did you hear about us not releasing one I didn't hear a peep from anyone <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. oh, oh well, that's sad. Isn't it? I feel weird asking you how are you, what you've been, what you've been doing, because we have spent so much time together <laughs> in the past week. That's true. We've yeah, we've had a full week of friendship, haven't we? Yeah. La- I mean, last weekend we both got high. <laughs> we did. Which I think we should save for the four twenty special. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Well, let's just say we had a, a high adventure in downtown LA. Yeah, in the arts districts. <laughs> Neither of us are artists. Um, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. What a treat. Oof. We went to Six Flags, the theme park. It's So it's called Magic Mountain, the theme park. And they have this event called Out on the Mountain, which is like just gay night at a theme park. As someone who loves theme parks, it was a dream come true. We arrived and it was so dark, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so dark. Not not a theme park made for the evening. <laughs> Absolutely not. The lighting couldn't cope. So we were just. it was basically just a load of gays. And like lesbians and, and everyone else, uh, just like running around in the dark, going on rides, yeah. like not queuing for very long for rides. It was so fun. And bearing in mind, Friday was so hot. Because have we mentioned in the other episode, maybe in the last episode, September in LA is like, it goes, the heat just goes insane. Yeah. Hotty, hot, hot. So it was so hot on Friday. So it was nice actually being out in the evening. Um, and where is the theme park? Did we decide? Somewhere near Santa Clarita, like the Valencia. TV show. Yeah, Did Valencia, we Santa Clarita way. Valley. I forced you to go on a ride that you said, oh, actually we both agreed as it was finishing was the scariest roller coaster we'd ever been on called Goliath. Yeah, it was, well, <laughs> you really, you, I, I feel like you produced that situation very well because I, I love a roller coaster. I don't love a big drop and, and that <laughs> ride, it was all about the drop. That yeah, was what it was like. 265 foot drop. He's here with the facts. <laughs> so you were like, no, it'll be fine. You'll regret not going. Blah, blah, blah. And then we get there and we like go through the, the line. And then as soon as we're, I think we're seated and strapped yeah. in, you're yeah. like, oh no, I can start panicking. That's what you said. <laughs> because you'd, really been, you'd been focusing on me being nervous. And then, then you just like allowed yourself to be nervous. So it's, it's, as strapped we, in. it's as we were going up that hill. Like, tick, 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 tick. Because yeah. it was so high. It went on for ages. I just remember turning to you and I was like, but I'm actually really scared. <laughs> But it was, yeah, no, a fun time was had by all. It was one of the best decisions we made and also one of the worst decisions when we went oh, yeah. on the River Rapid ride just before we went home at, like, midnight. We to, got to, fully to, soaking wet. To end the night. We just, <laughs> we'll go in the River Rapids. Yeah, and the the, uh, the person, like, the, the teenager running the, the ride, because it's all just, like, teens, was <laughs> like, yeah, um, uh, so I need to just do a little safety speech. Uh, when you're on this ride, you might get a little bit wet or you might get completely soaked. Another thing you should, it was just like, okay. Yeah, and then we, I was like, should I give you my bag? And she's like, no, you're fine and then it just went and i was like <laughs> and then we got it was like a tidal wave yeah. over our heads 
<laughs> it was pretty fun though. So that was fun. And then Saturday. What did we do Saturday? What did we do yesterday? Oh, I know. I know what we did. We went to see the greatest movie ever made. So forget your Citizen Kane. Forget your Godfather. We saw Hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all honesty, it's as I said last night, it's rare to watch a movie. Well, when the movie ended, I think I turned to you and said, did I write and direct that movie? <laughs> it all, it just felt, it, it's rare, genuinely, as a gay man of a certain age to watch a movie and feel like, I really feel like this seen. movie. <laughs> I feel seen and I feel like this movie was made for me. I have, I was not a hustler or uh, an erotic performer in the year 2007, <laughs> but I just felt like this movie was made for us. It really was. I've, I've never, I don't like talking in the cinema because I think it's really rude. I kept saying uh, uh, points, just saying this is the best film I've ever seen out loud. Not to anyone. Yeah. Uh, I, I kept clicking my finger and going, at one point I actually did say, yes, but like mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be funny. I just couldn't, it was full of just, I hate this word, but it was just full of iconic moments. It really was. And also it was a really good balance of being really silly and fun, but actually a good movie yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, like that, that dance that Jayla does at the beginning is <sighs> mind blowing. Yeah. And that shot of her up in the top of the roof oh. in the fur coat. And then just throughout the movie, the music they'd play to represent the year was so specific. Yeah. And so like 2009, 2010. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a there's a cameo from a, a celebrity in it that's wild that we won't spoil. And perfect. <laughs> and perfect. And you know, J-Lo flexed her roller decks to get that one in and it was ideal. There was a chihuahua, a gorgeous chihuahua, <laughs> as if it had been put in the movie just for me. It, re- it really was. Everything was perfect. Give me more featured? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heavily. I, and like, it's such an important scene. Fucking hell. Oh, so that was Hustlers. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I actually, just in kind of catching up news, uh, these are some notes I had from, perhaps these were on the last episode, perhaps they weren't. I'm just going to read you some notes from my phone that I've taken over the past couple of weeks. Oh, good. Overheard in North Hollywood. She said, see you in hell. And I said, bitch, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that from, from inside an Uber outside. That's a girl on the street was just saying that on the phone. I really liked it. Yep. I don't really understand these notes because it was so long ago. I've written soup plantation, too confusing, and all the salads made me sick to my stomach. Oh, I know. I tried to go for lunch in soup plantation uh, the other weekend, and the smell, everything made me sick to my stomach, and I left the plantation. Um, And I went to Del Taco instead, and I wrote a very quick review of Del Taco, and I'll do it now. Food, 7 out of 10. Trash garbage. Beyond meat taco, cheese quesadilla and fries. Decor, 2 out of 10. So much yellow and aggressive beige. And then I gave the atmosphere one out of 10. So many annoying children. And I refused to look one child in the eye who tried to have fun and sit in my booth with me. I just completely ignored him and iced him out. So um, those are really just some bits and pieces that I've been up to. You've been busy. (laughs) Should we do some feedback? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we've had some strong feedback. So we've had Ludo Alfie get in touch. Um, I believe she is a friend of Shanina's. Uh, and uh, this is wonderful, Ludo Alfie. We do not know this person. Yes. Listening, thank you for listening. Shout out to you. They got in touch to say that they've been uh, just laughing out loud at work. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> they said that the Hollywood Forever Cemetery is quite clearly Highgate Cemetery yeah. in North London. She's she's right. She's right, but only if Highgate Cemetery does events. 
They need to monetize that shit. Yeah. Well, Ludo Alfie, she needs to pop herself along to Highgate and really let us know what's on the schedule. Exactly. Get back to us on that, please. Fax it over to us. There you go. You could, in fact, you could record a little, a little fact-finding mission and send it in. And if it's good enough, we'll play it. No pressure. <laughs> There's pressure. Um, oh, one that you don't know about, and I've just seen, is that Justin in London got in touch. Okay. And he said, the bath equivalent would be something like Saratoga Springs, New York. Okay. I mean, we don't know anything about that, but springs, I'm sensing water. Yeah. Makes sense. He also said, as someone that's been on both American bachelor parties and UK stag parties, they're actually pretty different, dot, dot, dot. US tends to be really complimentary and generous to the bachelor, i.e. everyone buys him a lap dance, whatever. Mm. The UK tends to do everything possible to make the stag look like a complete tit, (laughs) i.e. let's make him put on a Borat thong and stand at the airport on the way to Prague. That's fair. Oh god, that mankini thing. Yes. Can I just if deeply I, unfunny. If I do ever get married, can I just say I don't I'm just letting you know I do not want a traditional stag party in any way. Oh, you you don't want to wear a Borat mankini when no. we're in Heathrow Airport going to Prague. And and it, Are you serious? And also <laughs> also I know if I do get married there might be like, oh but we got to do we got to have like some element of stag. No. Please no, okay? So you, you don't want a stripper. No, I don't want any of that. If 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 we do anything Not in this hypothetical to... situation, can we just do something lovely, like a nice meal that we actually want to do, and just you know, just chat? So even after watching Hustlers, you don't you don't want it like you don't want just a little a little something something. Oh, no, wait a minute, could we reenact Hustlers, like the scene when all the girls are on stage? Okay, but we're the girls. Okay, I'm into that, and it'll be. I'm just gonna play the whole of this. <laughs> Perfect. Wait, wait. I also noticed a, a post going to Hustlers last night. The email chain. Everyone's deciding who they are. Oh yes. Because who who did you decide you were from the movie? <laughs> I'm Asian grandma. Asian grandma. Yeah. <laughs> who are I, you? I am. Well, I obviously, and I love how no one challenged me in this. I'm like, I'm obviously J Lo, but also. I'm the real life owner of the Chihuahua in the movie. Yes, that's that's more that's more apt. What? <laughs> Are you but saying I'm not allowed to be J Lo? I think you're more the Chihuahua in the movie. Mm, okay, <laughs> not sure about this. <laughs> do, oh, speaking of, do you not think that some of the rides in Friday night they were so like rickety? They sounded like they were run by Chihuahuas. Just yeah, like, it was like Chihuahuas' little toenails on the floor. Okay, more feedback. We also had an Apple Podcast review. Please do that for us. We love it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate us there and leave us a review. We will get to it. A listener called Victoria is Awesome. She sure fucking is. Yeah, she is. Said, so good. Five stars. I love how it feels like we're having a chat with Ben and Fraser. Also, need to meet core listener Charlie. Ha ha ha. Oh, well, don't want to tease, tease something that could happen, but... CLC. CLC and another another close friend of the podcast might be visiting sometime soon. Might, so uh, might get to meet their voices. Yeah, might hear them drifting in the background. Mm. Right, so that was all of our feedback. But as I said, get in touch if you want to. Uh, our Instagram is at you are welcome America. Do like us there. Do leave us a comment. We usually get to them. And uh, shall we get on with the episode? Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, this is your Welcome America. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. We tackle a British topic, an American topic. Fraser, you're up first with your topic. What are you doing? Okay, set the scene. Oh, 
Swindon. On the 22nd of September, 1982, Paul Victor Piper and Mandy Kane Kent gave birth to Leanne Paul Piper, <laughs> aka commonly known as Billy Piper. I, I love the, the, the noise in that song. The <laughs> so, of course, today I'm discussing the living legend that is Billy Piper. Did you know that her middle name that her middle name was Paul? No, I love that. And that her parents were called Paul Victor Piper and Mandy Kane Kent. Real, some real names working in Swindon there. <laughs> um, so, of course, I'm talking about Billy Piper. Um, I want to just preface this entire segment by just letting everyone know that we're not going to be talking about Doctor Fucking Who. No, I mean we mentioned it in episode one. Yeah, but this is a Doctor Who free zone. Not interested. I mean, quite literally, Doctor Who. Yeah. No. I mean, for ages, I thought that that his name was Doctor Who, and then someone laughed at me, and they were like, "Oh, he's called the Doctor," and I was like, "Well, why is it called Doctor Who then?" And then they're like, yeah, "It's because he's because he's Doctor." Well, why is it called that? I don't know. Uh, Do you know and I don't we're care. not and we're not going to find out in this don't podcast. Message us about Doctor Fucking Who. Do not dare. Okay, so what? So what I will say about that, the reason I mentioned that the, that show that we'll never speak of again is because she's commonly known as an actress, uh, television actress, um, theatre actress, especially these days. You know, film, dabbling in film directing here and there, that's what she's currently doing. But we're going to go back to where it all started. We're talking about Billy Piper's music career. Yeah. What I will say in doing my research for this, went on to YouTube.com, don't know if you know it, and type Translation, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Like Mariah says, YouTube, YouTube. Um, I typed in the word Billy. Billy fucking Eilish. I was like, who is Billy Eilish? Don't care. I'm, 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 yeah, she's coming to try and steal that crown. Yeah, I was like, it, this is a lot like when uh, Kylie Jenner tried to come for Kylie Minogue's, you know, just being called Kylie. She and, tried to trademark it. And Kylie put her, her foot down. Yeah, and I'm hoping if Billy Eilish is trying to come in on Billy's territory, she's going to put her foot down. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about Billy Piper's music career. So obviously, um, she started out as a, a great kind of moment in uh, my pop past. Do you remember she was the face of Smash Hits? Of course I do. Now, Smash um, Hits, we should say. Yes. Smash it, Hits was a music magazine for like young tweens back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because you would get pull out song word posters. Yeah. Do you remember that? Lots of stickers. Lots of stickers. And I had um, the song word poster for Say You'll Be There by the Spice Girls. I had up on my wardrobe door. And I remember learning... I think that I hadn't heard the song yet, but I knew the lyrics when the song came out because I'd already looked at the song word poster. Oh, wow. Something crazy like well, that. Well, what I love from Smash Hits is they used to have this, at one point, they had this thing where you, like, laminated piece of cardboard and you stuck it in your wall and it was, like, number one to ten. And then every week Ooh. they would release cards of a song that was released and you could have the top ten in your room oh, and you could move it around. That is so dreamy. It was wonderful. I also... And I think the lyrics were in the back of each card as yes. well. <laughs> And if, and if they didn't release a song that got into the top 10, I'd make one myself. <laughs> of course. So yeah, so she, she rose to fame because she did this TV advert translation commercial for Smash Hits where she, it was in a white room, I believe. She walks up with, I think she's wearing a pair of combat trousers. Her hair's in the very early days trademark Billy Piper hairstyle. Um, and she just blew some bubble gum. The bubble gum pops and she just went, pop. And at that moment, because it was the late 90s, <laughs> someone was like, let's give her a career. <laughs> they were like, I see that young lady. Let's give her a pop career. And then she blew onto the scene. Let's start at the very beginning, shall we, with the, her first single, 
because we want to. Such an important song. Very important. So we had a little snippet at the beginning of the episode there. Just, you know, burst onto the scene with her attitude. She was like, because we want to. Why do you play that song so loud? Because we we want want to. to. Why do you always run around in crowds? (laughs) (laughs) Do you always have to dance all night? (laughs) Because we want to. Very important at the age that I was when that came out. And I was like, yeah, I do want to. Fuck you, mum and dad. Um, Billy's on my side. Me me and Billy are going to just run around in crowds. So just get over it. And if you ask me why, it's because we want to. We don't have to give you another reason. What else was iconic about because we want to? The oh, the CGI, video. the music video. Yeah. So they basically used CGI <laughs> that was from about 1992 and this yep. was in 1998. And, yep. it, and it was like the Terminator 2 CGI, <laughs> liquid meta CGI, but it wasn't as good as Terminator 2, obviously, even though that had come out like 10 years before. There's just a lot of like melting characters yeah. all over Billy, the place. Billy does a dance with T2, essentially. Said, yeah. An off-brand T2. She also, um, a man from a poster comes alive and does... I'm going to have to get a clip for it for our Instagram. It is the most shocking piece of CGI you've ever seen. And she does like a dance with it. It's very Paula and Scat Cat doing opposites attract, but like terrible. Yeah. Um, doesn't, doesn't a bouncer turn into like a rhino or something? Oh, I'm not sure. I need to do some research on that. She's also wearing a, an iconic outfit in it. I think it's a mar- like a crushed velvet maroon, almost like a maroon suit with a crop top underneath. Am I thinking about that right? There's, so- there's something there. <laughs> I feel like the word crushed velvet and maroon definitely plays a part in her look. In well, it. I don't know. When you dance, that's all I want to wear. That material really breathes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love a breathable crushed velvet. Well, she's wearing the crop top, so has, the abs can breathe. That's the ventilation. <laughs> so I, I, as probably you did, as... Oops, sorry. Keep in touch. touch. Keep Touch, touch your... alert. Sorry. Get your feet away. Sorry. You've got little legs. I don't know why they're on my side. I've got the longer legs. I'm, I'm going just... on the outside. Okay, I'm, getting go. ex- I'm getting excited. There we go. The bit chat of Billy. Um, so yeah, so she burst onto the scene with that one. Um, and it was, it's important to mention, as I said earlier, she was, uh, her kind of stage name was Billy when she released Because We Want To. B-I-L-L-I-E. So I will say a thing about her is she was offered a record deal at the age of 15. And when that song came out in 1998, she became the youngest artist ever to debut at number one in the UK singles chart with that artist. song. Artist. She was an artist. She was an artist. She sat down and wrote that song. Of course she did. Yeah, I mean, she, she would, she's like painting a canvas with her voice. <laughs> Come on and help me <laughs> sing it. Um, <laughs> so then she followed up, um, because we want to, with what I, you know, much like Say You'll Be There, as I mentioned, yeah. the all-important second single. You know, you burst onto the scene, you, you know, much like, again, Wannabe, you burst in with the, you know, we're here, we're in Dependent. Then you follow up with something a little sexy. A little, a little sexy, a little slinky, a little like, you know, a little mysterious. Do you have a good friend? You're looking real cool. You're looking real cool. Get a happy number. You don't have a thing to lose. Do you have a minute? What is on your mind? I was just thinking we can spend some time. Of course, she followed up with girlfriend. Can I get your number? We don't have a thing to lose. I think uh, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, she has that that thing where she's not the best singer in the world, so she just really like forces it. Yeah, yeah she like, has that tone. Vicky, Vicky B style. Very Vicky B style. Um, and I loved the video for Girlfriend. Uh, do you remember what the kind of vibe for the video well, yeah, was? They're, they're like they're in like an, an industrial warehouse where yep. they have a couple of airstreams, aka yes. like caravans. Yes. And then just, you know, they, they pop in and out, they, like they play some pool. pool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a ping pong table, I think. Um, and then it's very, it's very 
Boys and Girls Together, which reminds you of oh, uh, um, Christina Aguilera, What a Girl Wants. Want. Like, hey, Jimmy, your girl's here. Hey, Jimmy, close your eyes. Uh-uh. Where she goes, no peeking. Uh-uh. What a girl <laughs> wants. And obviously that also features the, <laughs> the Marie Antoinette breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. So yeah, that again, that was Christina's second single. It's, it all follows that oh. same pattern. You've got to have that strong, like sultry second single. And that would be the same time as well. Yeah. Well, Christina came out in 1999. Yes. So actually she copied Billy. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. She was like, oh, I like that video. I'll do that. Oh, I like Girlfriend. I also tell you that I once, uh, with a girl I worked with, my friend Reshmi, me and her were very drunk once, and I made her listen to Girlfriend through earbuds while we were in a taxi. And we both decided, when we were drunk, that you really had to listen through headphones to get the subtle nuances of the song yeah. especially that bit at the beginning there's a lot of because we went group it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. all alone uh-huh uh-huh so i'm just recommending anyone that is listening to this episode if you're listening to girlfriend you know now pause and listen to it get that subtle nuance don't listen through a speaker no. get it right in your ears right in your lug holes so this is all in 1998. I will just follow this up with a bit of, just a bit of fun facts about this time. Um, at the 1998 Smash It! Poll Winners Party, <laughs> uh, Billy was nominated for Best New Act, which she came in second behind Bewitched. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. But she did win the Princess of Pop Award. And it just says, she was the first to win this award. I think it might have just been made up for her that year. <laughs> Smash it's give Billy something. The Smash It's Poll Winners Party. They, they made up all the categories. Wasn't it always like, sexy as hair? Yeah, and best it was snog. Best snog. So, um... From this this album, by the way, sorry, is called Honey to the Bee. It's very important to to know that the third single from Honey to the Bee. We've discussed this before. Yeah, she wants you. She wants you. It's it's when disco kind of came yeah. back as a song. I'm not a huge fan of She Wants You. It's not. No. It doesn't you know as we talked about in the Louise episode? It's no. Let's go round again. No. It's not got. It didn't capture the disco magic for me personally. I want to go back one sec. You mentioned Bewitched and Billy there. Now they obviously performed together at one of the Brit Awards. Well. Yes. Are you coming on to that? Oh, yes. So you, you, you've, you've preempted me a little bit, but we'll let's talk about it right now. 1999 Brit Awards. Mm. What's the US equivalent of the Brit Awards? The Grammys. The Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> Particularly in this period. This is like a real Brit Awards. The Brit Awards, everyone will know from when Jerry wore the Union Jack dress. Yes. That is from the Brit Awards. Yes. I think that's been voted like the most iconic Brit Awards performance of all time. Yeah. Justifiably so. Yeah. Also, this is lesser known, another Jerry moment. When she came out as a solo artist, she came out from between the legs, uh, between a, a pair of women's legs and did bag it up. Treat, Treat them like, like a lady. lady. <laughs> I, th- I think we need a whole Jerry episode at one yeah, point. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. Add that to the list. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Brit Awards in 1999, uh, there was a... ABBA medley and it was called it was an ABBA tribute called Thank ABBA for the Music because the, the Mamma Mia musical had just come out yeah do you know think it's insane that like the like the ABBA craze is still going on like <sighs> I, 20 years I'm, on I can't but I will recommend everyone to watch Thank ABBA for the Music on YouTube YouTube talk um, me through talk me through who's in that I'm performance talk you through it. we've got Billy yeah number one we've got Bewitched Fine. fun Irish girl band I think people in the US know Sailor V. v we've got Steps a, uh, a mixed a mixed gender pop group from the uh, the nineties early noughties. Yeah, don't think they made it over here. S- similar world to S Club. Yes, they, they were they were very much modelled after ABBA. Actually. Yes, they had a lot of hits. Yeah, um, Cleopatra coming at you. Mm-hmm. I think that song might have come out over here as well. Actually, I think so they were fun. They were sisters. Yeah, they were fun. They were funky. Then of course Tina Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Cousins. Who I always get confused with Tina Arena. Yeah, she's not no, Tina Arena. Neither, she's Tina Cousins. Neither Tina Arena or Tina Cousins could I name a track. Like, 
well, do you want to sing one? I'm, I'm, just, a... I'm just looking up Tina Cousins on Apple Music. Okay. Uh, let's look at her top song. Right, I'll look at it on Spotify because, mm. you know, they might have a different, you know. We've got a song called Pray. Should we have a little listen? Pray. Oh, yeah. This rings a bell. Hang on. I'm going to skip on. Vaguely. No, wait a minute. The top one on Spotify is Mysterious Times. Okay. Oh, of course. With Sash. I mean... I remember this one. These are mysterious times. Yeah, fine. Let's just get that chorus. Oh, wait a minute. Look at the cover art. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to describe this. So Tina is sitting wearing a strappy, chunky Tina. heel. Um, she's in a, a black a black pant, i.e. trouser. Oh, God, I just saw the detail you're talking about. And, and she's, sitting on, she's sitting on a blow-up chair. Inflatable chair. Inflatable chair. Oh, my God. Did you have inflatable stuff in your room? Oh. I lost my goddamn mind for inflatable <laughs> furniture in the 90s. I had an inflatable alarm clock. <laughs> So impractical. Inflatable everything. Oh my god. From the shop called Evolutions in uh, Norwich. Oh, Mama's lava lamps to up the wazoo. My was <laughs> from the gadget shop. Oh, of course. The gadget <laughs> shop. Wind chimes and, and lava lamps as far as the eye can see. Maybe like a, a neon glowing like, oh, and, clock. Do you remember there was that like circular disc thing that had like lightning things that would come out of it? Or you had that, all those globes that you put your hand Hands on and on, all the like yeah. lightning. Or, or one of those things that had all like the, the metal spikes oh, yeah, that you, you put could, your hand on no, you or put your, your face, face in it. <laughs> Be careful, Don't with, those be careful eyes. with your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. You poke your eyes out. I had someone poke their eyes out on it. Anyway, we, we digress. Um, thanks, Tina. So yeah, they, they performed the, an ABBA medley and it was god awful. And I, I just encourage everyone to um, to have a listen to that. Um, so also in 99, uh, she was also nominated for two Brit Awards at that ceremony. Um, and t- she won actually did two. She? Yeah, she did. No, no, no. <laughs> you oh. can't get ahead of yourself. She won two awards at the 1999 Smash Hit Poll Winners Party, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Although she was reduced to tears at the latter ceremony after being booed by fans of Richie Neville, who she was dating at the time. Well, I mean, that opens the door for us, doesn't it? It does. It really opens Pandora's box, if you will. Now, Richie Neville. Her, uh, her dating life. Yeah. Okay, so she dated Richie Neville, who was in the boy band Five. Five Bad Boys with the Power to Rock You. Now, they had a single <laughs> over here because they, they re-recorded When the Lights Go Out and the, the video was in a bowling alley in the yes. US version. So they were about to launch over here, but then I think they all started fighting and then they just split up. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, she got booed at the 1999 Smash It's Poll Winners Party, which was very sad. You know, now she had to get around to recording that second album. What's she gonna do? Oh, hang on. No, I've skipped a song. Hang on. Honey hang to the on. Bee. I've skipped fucking Honey to the Bee. So, um, you know, in the 1998-99 period, there is a song I forgot. She actually did a cover of Last Christmas. Oh. I Wham. Lovely. Got nothing to say about that, really. Um, and also, um, the last single from the album, first album in 1999, was the song Honey to the Bee. <laughs> a strange song. Very strange Honey song. Honey to the Bee. Actually, if you want to hear a good example of Billy really stretching those vocals, she it's almost like she's trying to do like a jazz riff in Honey yeah. to the Bee, and it's really unsuccessful. Really soulful. So I will say, uh, just just for so everyone knows, uh, because we want to and Girlfriend uh, both went in at number one. She wants she was at number three. Honey to the Bee was at number three, and thank Abba for the music game in at number four. So, you know, that was Billy's first album. Then she had to gather herself together for the year 2000 because she had a song to release. <laughs> she knew she had to do something important because it was, you know, the millennium. <laughs> well, I mean, that Y2K bug, it could have wiped us out. Yeah, luckily it didn't because we got this. That make me feel so right 
this song. Day and fucking night. No, I, I'll just to be clear, it's called Day and Night. We, I wish it was called Day, day and, and fucking, fucking Night. night. <laughs> now, I, from, from back in the day when I read Billy's autobiography, I do know this is a dark period for her because she yeah. actually started quite seriously having a bad eating disorder. Yeah. But she still maintains this is her favorite video that she did. So that's something. And it's our favorite video it's too. It's such a good music video. She wears like lots of leather in it. Mm. She's dancing. She does like really, it's really good set pieces in like a fake street set. It's all like steam and moody and eyeliner. She wears loads of eyeliner. Yeah. In the music well, she's grown up by this point. Yeah. Her hair's all, you know, curled and eyeliner. This she's also... taken down that, that top knot style that she had from the first album. They were like hair down Billy for day and night. <laughs> and <laughs> hair down Billy. <laughs> um, and this, I feel like is a real pillar or, or um, foundation of our friendship, one hundred. Because we used to, when we started working together in two thousand and seven, mm, something like that. Um, we would have a piece of paper between us. We sat beside each other at work, and we'd write down songs that we were gonna request that Friday night <laughs> at the nightclub Ghetto in London. Problematic name. Problematic name, but it's been demolished now. <laughs> oh, I loved that club I so know. much. It was so hot. So we, I mean, we'd never take the piece of paper with us, <laughs> no, but we would always request Day and Night. Yeah, I felt like it always featured alongside, was it, was it, um, which, was it All For You by Janet Jackson that we always tried to request as well? Well, I mean, I'd still do that now. Yeah, so. no, I happily still hear that. Yeah. With the breakdown included. Oh yeah, the video single do, mix. Do, 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 do. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, Day and Night was just such a good song. Again, went in at number one. It was a big deal. People yeah. like lost their minds. It was very, you know, she was she was almost up there with like the Britneys and the Christinas in the in the eyes of people in the UK. Yeah, it's very important to say she, that she was like I would say she was like as big as Cheryl Cole kind of was yes. when Cheryl Cole was big in the UK. Yes, you're you're so right. Also, she Day was... and Night, I remember on the AstroTurf at school. Um, doing the dance to it. <laughs> the AstroTurf. Yeah, the AstroTurf. So then following up from Day and Night, we have what really, you know, most people know as the last single. There is one more after that. No one really acknowledges it, but this is the last single. And there's that... also a secret single, which I will mention a little bit. Okay. So we then move to a song that I think now we're going, now what happens is everyone else forgets this song exists. You and I know this song exists because it's, again, very important. Uh... Come on, come on. Remix. <laughs> oh, we did two, we took two very different pictures for that. Something deep inside. Great song. What I will say is I love that she says remix. I don't know what the original is. I always thought that as well. <laughs> and I, I was also like quite seriously like desperate to find the original. Yeah. So if, if you're listening, Billy, release that raw original of Something Deep Inside <laughs> for us. Um, so Something Deep Inside was just a fantastic follow-up single another kind of great video it was all like she was in like a very like modern glass house and there was a lot of like surveillance like, footage yeah, maybe and like dancing and... on like water yeah. i feel like that kind of featured so you know this this is when i was kind of i'd already loved billy anyway but i was really like ready for this i was like okay i'm invested in this artist she's gonna be i was like i've got christina i've got britney i've got louise i've got billy yeah i've got the top four yeah it's like these four queens are gonna keep me going to this very day you know I was wrong about Louise. She might have stopped. <laughs> Turns out I was wrong about Billy too, because she only released one more song after this. Uh, something Deep Inside got to number four in the UK. And then she released uh, a song that it's fine, but you know. It's uh, like she's on in the oh, video. Oh, I didn't even download it. I was about to play it. I didn't, I didn't even download fine. it. It's called I mean, Walk of Life. Walk of Life. I mean, she's on a bus traveling throughout the, wearing like a Parker 
Parker Coat, like traveling throughout what looks like Scotland. Yeah. As, it looked to me, I remember thinking, did you ever do Duke of Edinburgh at school? <laughs> no, but yeah, so I know Duke of mean. Edinburgh was like this award <laughs> thing where you would go and like, go camping with everyone uh, at DV. school. DV. Uh, I've got DV, DV Silver. Um, and you would <laughs> go like at the weekend, you go camping in these expeditions. I always just thought it looked like she was going on like a DV camping trip. Yeah, she's wearing like a, a, a plaid skirt, if you will, tartan. Yeah. Oh, and a, Mickey, and a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Yeah, maybe. To recall. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this is kind of where we come to the end of really talking about the, her fabulous music career. There is one forgotten song, which I, you just were mentioning, and I've just suddenly seen it out of the corner of my eye. A cover of the tide. A cover high. of the tide is high. Yeah. <laughs> Which then uh, Atomic Kitten then decided to properly cover. Ooh, we'll get to those ladies one day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll dress. I'm gonna dress. We'll dress all in white for the Atomic Kitten episode. Good. I like a lycra a white hip hugger trouser. I'm a fled. Do that. You know that hip dance. Do 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 do. Come a name. Come a name. Like I can't be bothered to explain that. If you know Atomic Kitten, you know what we're talking about. So just we talked a little bit about. We talked a little bit about, you know, her love life when she was dating Richie from Five. One of her most famous uh, things that she did was in the year 2001. (laughs) She married someone called Chris Evans. They're trying to... (laughs) No, not not Captain America Chris Evans. Don't get excited. Now, trying to describe Chris Evans to a US audience is very confusing. Yeah. So he's... Imagine... um, uh, fucking Ryan Seacrest. Mm. If Ryan Seacrest was very funny and quirky. Well, what about like Conan O'Brien? He's, yeah, he's, he's very Conan. <laughs> yeah, and they're both ginger. Chris Evans is ginger. And he had a big TV show in the 90s called TFI Fridays that was like a cultural... It was part of the whole like cool Britannia yep. moment that was happening in the late 90s with yep. Spice Girls and Oasis and just London and the UK looking really cool. Yeah. It's a bit rock starry. So he had that. He, he was just... Very big deal. Billy went on his show. They fell in love, and then they just ran away together. Yeah, and, and for they, about a year, yeah, they, they got, traveled the world. They got um, after six months of dating. They got married in Vegas in two thousand and one. She was eighteen. He was thirty five. But what I love about them is a there was a photo of them. I believe she's drinking an alcohol pop in the photo of them like after their wedding. I think again, I'll try and find that. And the other thing I really like about them is they they got separated and divorced in two thousand and seven. But the two of them are like really kind of good friends they seemed like they had a really good time while they were together even though everyone was like disgusted by their relationship they had a year out they had like yeah they had a year off <laughs> a gap just, year yeah they had a gap year <laughs> where they just like fannied around the world and then they've just remained like really good friends and like didn't wasn't it when they relaunched um tfi friday she went back on it and, yeah like, they have i don't know i just really like that about about her um you know i'm gonna this really just like the cursory information about her current day career is that she's actually a very successful actress director Blah, blah, blah. You know, Americans know her because she was in that that TV, se- TV series, Penny Dreadful, with Josh Hartnett. Never it was like this Victorian, it. like, yeah. it was like Frankenstein. She was like a wench. But she does, um, like, she does, like, kind of vaguely prestigious yeah. TV and theatre projects yeah. in the UK. Like, I would, I would not be surprised if in the next five years... I'm going to throw it out there. Oh. Billy wins an Emmy. Oh, like, I for can some imagine, kind of like prestige drama totally, role. She'll suddenly yeah. be in something and everyone's like, oh, she's really good. And she'll b- get an Emmy. That kind of thing. Yeah, you could, could see her like, to her. she could like weirdly, not that she would now because of that show, but she would have popped up in like The Handmaid's Tale in like a really yeah. powerful role for some yeah. reason. And people would be like, okay, sure. It's I, not like out of the realms of possibility. I feel like we might have talked about this on an earlier episode, actually. But thinking about the US equivalent of Billy Piper, it's really, to me, oh, yeah. pretty clear and obvious. Yeah. It's Mandy Moore. 100% Mandy Moore. Now, here's how that works. It's because Mandy had a pop career. Everyone knows Candy. <laughs> Boy, did she have you a know? pop career? And she's now 
an actor and she's she's up for an Emmy. Yeah, she's she's like vaguely prestigious as well, isn't totally. she? She's got like a bit of clout to her name still after yeah. all this time. And imagine a time if Conan O'Brien had gone out with Mandy Moore when she was like 18 and Conan O'Brien had been like 40. That's what Chris Evans and yeah, Billy Piper would have been that's like. That's the perfect comparison. Um, and then I just will quickly tell you, I probably told you this before, but um, I once got into trouble with my dad uh, because uh, we had a music channel. We, we got like... We got like cable or whatever the equivalent is um, at home when I was 15 and uh, Mandy Moore Candy came out and there was a music channel where you could phone in like a jukebox. You phoned in and you dialed, you typed in a code that was assigned to a song. Like a video jukebox. Like a video jukebox. Thank you. Uh, But actually it would take ages for your video to come up. I once sat in, I think it was a Saturday on like a sunny summer's day. I sat indoors all day and waited for Candy by Mandy Moore to come on. And then my dad was really angry because it's a premium rate phone number and it came up on the phone bill. (laughs) Oh wait, 9-1 or whatever they were. Something like that. Yeah. And I got into a lot of trouble. So um, anyway, just, you know, to recap, um, Billy, I think that, yeah, the um, US equivalent of Billy Piper is Mandy Moore. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we're back. And it's time for Benjamin's topic. So we've covered Britain today with Billy Piper. We're now going to cover America in your Welcome America by going on a trip to the Olive Garden. (laughs) So The Garden of Olives. The Garden of Olives. Now, we (laughs) said that we went to Six Flags on Friday night. Before we went, well, we were going to need to eat something. (laughs) Need to fuel up for that affair. (laughs) And it turned out when planning that trip, we realized that Fraser's work in Burbank was sort of on the way to yep. Six Flags. Now, Fraser basically works like a, a kind of a retail park. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly it. Yeah. I work at a retail park. My office, I don't work in a shop. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, my office is on a retail park. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, you've got your Target, you've got Wendy's, you've got... The steak place. What's uh, it called? Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. You've got Nordstrom Rack. All the greats. What else have you got? The Garden of Olives. So we basically went on an expedition um, for the podcast. And then we went. Now we went, it was about 7 p.m. we went. Yep. It was jumping. Hopping. I tell you what, we got there and it was incredibly busy. Let's talk clientele. Now, <laughs> I think one thing I like about, well, LA is a very magical place, but it's also very, you know, it's a specific bubble. And I've always said in the past, if you want to see, if you live in LA and you want to see what real America feels like, visit a 7-Eleven. Yep. I'm going to add to that list. Visit an Olive Garden. Yeah, it take, it took us out of the the LA gay bubble we live in. A hundred percent. So clientele, um, a lot of families. Yeah. Uh, there were some couples there. There were two uh, ladies, possibly in their twenties, ready for a night out at the oh, Garden yeah, of Olives. I forgot about that. Do you remember them? Glammed up to the the max. Yeah. A lot of older people with yep. mobility issues. Yes, definitely. Don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Just a lot of like scooters and mobility props <laughs> strewn around the yep. place. Um, so yeah, we, we had to put our names in and then we got called in and um, decor. Okay. So much like my description of Del Taco's decor earlier, there was definitely a heavy emphasis on kind of a terracotta, yeah. a Bayesian terracotta theme. You know, they were trying to just really bring, you know, Italy to uh, Burbank. Now that terracotta towel clearly came from like Home Depot, yeah. translation, uh, Home B&Q, Base or B&Q. Which is actually also on that same retail park. They probably just shipped it right over the B&Q. car park. Oh, Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot, yeah. Well, great. Perfect for that terracotta tile. That mock terracotta tile. A lot of fake plants, Yep. we noticed. Yep. Um, inside, there was like a fake terracotta tile roof. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. It was like a little Italian villa was just inside of the Olive Garden. Beautiful. Very odd. Well, one thing I also have noticed just in general about 
eating places in the US is they love a flat screen TV. <laughs> they do. Like <laughs> high high or low culture, a lot of restaurants just have a TV just yeah. that's on. <laughs> it was baffling. Yeah. And then we got we found we got shown to our table. We did. Uh, I was I described it as we were, it was almost like we were sitting under a spotlight. It was. <laughs> now on the way to the table, the smell of of the, oh, the place God. it kind of smelled like that powdered parma parmesan slash translation parmesan, parmesan cheese that you would get in the nineties from that kind of cardboard tube tub yes yes it smelled like that but we got taken to our table it was kind of nice and disgusting at the same time wasn't it it was yeah. appealing and gross we it was like, like getting mm, ooh, getting ooh. hugged by a cheese yeah that's what the <laughs> smell was like now we got to our table and our server you know was there <laughs> but then our per- something happened with our server so I, I, I wrote a note in my phone okay shane the server he came up to our table we didn't get seen for about 10 15 minutes which is kind of a long time in america because they're very big they're very good at service he kind of ambled up and then went into this very strange apology where he said i'm sorry i haven't come to your your table yet i was just in the back looking at an email about work and we were like what do you mean and he's like oh i'm an actor i've just got an email about work and i just i'm sorry i just was looking at any and we were like all right shane yeah, poor Shane. There was something going on with something him. Something was happening. Because then halfway I think he was through the meal, for a callback. Well, halfway through the meal, he then disappeared, he did. and we got and we got a different server. But Shane was still there. Oh, was he still he there? Was still was, lurking in the shadows. I was imagining it, he disappeared because he made it big in Hollywood. We'll never see Shane again. <laughs> He'll be like it. the next Captain America. <laughs> we lost him. Um, so we sat down. We we pulled out the menus. Now multiple menus. There was a menu that was just kind of like a bonus. I didn't understand. That no. seemed to be giant dishes for the table that would kill, like, kill you if you ate them. Yeah. Um, oh, and I think one thing you pointed out was the lighting was so severe that when you looked at the menu, you couldn't quite see anything <laughs> yeah. because everything just reflected. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, okay, so we sat down. Uh, what did you order to drink? I had a frozen margarita. Well, I mean, sure. Which You're at the Olive Garden. I would never have a frozen margarita ever because I think they're kind of they're kind of awful. But what? Like, what? Fuck excuse off. me. No. No. Like, I, I am not accepting this. Since I moved to America, I have not had a frozen margarita until we went to the Olive Garden. That's what I'm trying to say. When you I used are to starting come... to sound like me. Well, you know. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, food-wise, I ordered just a spaghetti with a meat sauce yeah. and with a side salad. Uh, I will say when it came, it was just like eating kind of like a mum's cooking from the 90s. <laughs> a little bland, very reassuring. Yeah. I had something called a chicken margarita to go with my frozen margarita, which was just these like two chicken breasts with like cheese on them. And then cheese, like cheese covered zucchini, which is translation. uh, It was cheese covered courgette. That's what zucchini is, isn't it? Yeah. They were like zucchini fries, courgette fries with cheese on them. Again, very delicious. We we did dodge a couple of things in the menu. Um, The loaded pasta chips. That was so bizarre. So I think the loaded pasta chips are basically like, it's like nachos yeah but there's some sort of pasta element no but the, the the nacho chips is pasta like hard crunchy pasta and then like isn't it like the sauce is like pasta sauce and then cheese i think so well we didn't order we'll have to I, go back i couldn't handle it it was too much i knew I'd, i didn't want to throw those pasta chips up at um six flags we also we, we've we've gone past the breadsticks oh I, these are... I wanted to just really dedicate like a moment to these breadsticks i feel like if you're a big fan of if you're if you're British and you're a big fan of American like pop culture and like stuff, I feel like you kind of you've heard of the Olive Garden and there's always someone who will always make a joke about the, bre- the unlimited breadsticks. Now I feel like for me, a breadstick to me was like a hard, long, thin, yes. like crostini breadstick. You and know, like it would come in like a packet. Yeah, yeah. And that very, you, very 90s very, Italian restaurant yes. in the UK, or very like like a buffet, or like a, a party in the 90s. You'd have like a, a cup with some like hard breadsticks in yeah. it. And you kind of they're fine. They're just very like very dry, dry. very dry. Let's talk about these fucking breadsticks. Oh. They arrived in a little. They arrived under a blanket. 
So we had like revealed them back. They're like, uh, what are they? <laughs> they're, 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 are they salty? Are they sweet? They're definitely warm. Oh, they're just little doughy pillows. Yeah, like little doughy bread sticks. Oh, they're just, they're literally sticks of bread. I can't really yeah. find another way to but explain it. They were it. wonderful. Oh, I was like mopping some of the cheese on my plate up with them. I like also that in Olive Garden, every single dish, they arrive with a, um, like a hard lump of Parmesan cheese. And I feel like whatever you order in there, even the dessert, they're like, do you want cheese on it? And everyone, I feel like every table, someone's just grinding Parmesan over <laughs> yeah. the top of some food. And as someone who fucking loves cheese, bring it on. Ideal. We, we should also mention there were not one, not two, but three birthdays <laughs> while we were there. <laughs> uh, I'm just also just flicking through the menu to see if there was anything else. Now, we didn't do dessert, but there was something <laughs> I do want to mention from the dessert menu. If I just scroll down to it, it is the chocolate brownie lasagna. So what is that? Uh, don't fully know. Um, but I think it's really you, worrying. As you pointed out, there was a sort of lasagna-based meat, like dish you could order for every course. Yes, yeah, exactly. Which would have been lovely. I think there was even like a lasagna-based drink. Yeah, as well. just layers of layers of meat sauce that you slurp up a straw. Yeah. Um, I I will say um, that this weekend we also <laughs> we have to mention that last night we ate at the Cheesecake Factory this, before we saw Hustlers. So this weekend we've we've been to Olive Garden, we've been to a theme park, we've been to Cheesecake Factory, and we went to see Hustlers. Been, Fuck, we are trash. We're we, trash bags. We are real trash but, um, bags. I, I have to say I I do just not that there is a comparison because they're two different places, but having had two trash dinners this this uh, this weekend. Obviously, Cheesecake Factory was more superior because yeah. I had, again, again, had the macaroni and cheeseburger. Oh, so delicious. But like you said, there was something very comforting about the Olive Garden. I don't ever really want to go back there. But like, look, if I'm forced to go in some kind of situation or there's some kind of communal work lunch where we order from Olive Garden, I'm happy. I can imagine being on a shoot with work in the middle of somewhere and they're like, the only place is Olive Garden. Oh, yeah, and everyone right. be like, okay, we'll yeah. go. And to, and to Americans, they feel like that about how we feel about Wagamamas, where they're like, oh God, whenever any production, you always have an Olive Garden. I'll be like, oh, I, I, the bread stinks. Exactly. I think also like in general, it was like, it's a place for families. You know, it's <laughs> a real tagline. Well, hang on, isn't is it? Olive Garden has a tagline. Oh, wait, yeah. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for isn't it. Isn't it like where you're always family here? Family Three is family. Uh, Do you remember that song? Three is one and one is two. Oh wait, wait. Two is me and you. Family is at Olive Garden. Oh. We're all family here. So, so all in all, Olive Garden was a lovely time. Very. The good. best part when that bill came. <laughs> so so cheap. <laughs> that bill, like, we were like, <laughs> I thought we ordered more than this. I know. Like it was generally like a, a lovely end to a meal where you're like. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, not that I was expecting it to be expensive, <laughs> but again, we do live in a bubble. So yeah. I did feel like family when I left. <laughs> You're my family. You're my family. You're not. Get away. Yeah, no. So, I've, I've divorced you actually as a child. You know, when you leave your family. <laughs> um, I have a restraining order against you, but not my feet under the table. Oh, get your horrible feet away from me. <laughs> so um, that was our trip to the Olive Garden. Now, what is the UK equivalent? I think this is pretty easy, although I haven't checked it. But yeah. I think the UK equivalent of the Olive Garden is Bella Pasta, which has that become Bella? Bella Italia. Yep. Well, I mean, it's for, and you know, that clearly happened when Atkins was big and people were like, I don't eat carbs. Oh, we're going to take pasta out the name Bella Italia. Now, Bella Pasta was one of those places that growing up in Norwich, I didn't realize, didn't know it was a chain because I never went anywhere else. So I was just like, oh, you know, Bella Pasta in Norwich. And then I moved to London. And I was like, oh God. Um, I will say that we should have an honorable mention for a chain in London that I fucking despise. It's called Spaghetti House. 
I've never been to that. I've, I've never been to it, but I just hate the name so much. It's like a house of spaghetti and it looks so shit. Um, I just like to think you go in and every door and cupboard exactly. you open, like spaghetti <laughs> exactly. just falls out. Your seat is a meatball. <laughs> um, and also, I will say actually another honorable mention. I do think that you're right on track with that as a suggestion, but Frankie and Benny's has also got a very similar vibe to, um, but that's more, to Olive Garden. That's more Italian-American, but in the UK, right. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, I'm on the Bella Italia website. The first thing is a five pound breakfast menu. Um, it is just like an English breakfast, like sausage, bacon, eggs. What's Italian about it? And nothing. <laughs> yeah. So there we are. But I think that's pretty close. So yeah, the UK equivalent of the Olive Garden is Bella Italia. You're welcome. You're welcome. How do you say you're welcome in Italian? Siri, how do you say you're welcome in Italian? Sei il benvenuto. <laughs> So we are back. Okay, we always end every episode of Your Welcome America with a game of Welcome Not Welcome, where we name very American, very British things, and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Yeah. Fraser, you're up first. What is it? Uh, welcome or not welcome? Custard creams. Oh, I love a custard oh, cream. Oh, I love a custard cream. Custard cream, it's like a little, it's like a cookie with a, a little kind of creamy, hard, like, <laughs> what, would you, what would you, what would you call it's a bit of like, little? Isn't it vanilla? It's like a vanilla cream. It's basically like two cookies with a vanilla van- cream thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, they're small and square. And I'll tell you something. Dip that in a cup of tea. Oh. Oh, dip, dip that in a cup of tea. Dip that in a cuppa. Oh. Love it. Oh, welcome. Welcome. Okay, welcome or not welcome. Saying buoy instead of boy oh so like in the u.s if you're like you know those things that float in the water in the uk would call one of those things a boy in the u.s would call it a buoy well buoy it makes more sense because it is it does look the word looks like buoy it does and also boy is a, a name for something else <laughs> yes. well true. swim to the boy we'll do yeah. a boy swim <laughs> yes. so actually i think welcome yeah i'm gonna give them that welcome okay. you're gonna give them that yeah. <laughs> uh welcome or not welcome Ginger nuts. You're going biscuit heavy today. Oh, what is going on? I love a ginger no, nut. No, no to ginger nut. A ginger nut's too dry. A ginger nut is a ginger cookie, basically what? made with. I think it's like made with some kind of like a stem ginger in the in the process of yeah, making. Yeah, it's like it a crystallized process. ginger in yeah, there. Yeah, but somewhere. it's like again, I'll tell you something. You dip that ginger nut into a cup of tea. Here's the thing. Oh, I only drink a green tea. Oh, you are so annoying. I, d- I didn't <laughs> grow up drinking tea. Did you? Yeah, my dad used to bring. My dad used to bring me a cup of tea every morning with two biscuits. And I would... <laughs> so a cup of tea and two cookies for America is what I would wake up to every morning. Like, you know, in my family, they call me Daddy's Little Princess, don't you? But yes. But wait because, a minute. Because like, my dad... My dad I was very spoiled by my dad. And it, it started when we were like f- pretty young and it was a way to like wake us up. But then it carried on until the day that I left home and I didn't leave home until I was 19. So when I was like 18, my dad would bring a cup of tea and a custard cream and a bourbon biscuit into my room every morning. Would you go, would you go, oh, thanks, dad? I don't, well, no, because I was very entitled. I didn't realize how nice it was at the time. So I'd be like, oh, dad, I'm not ready to get up yet. Obviously, looking back now, I'm like, that was, you know, the loveliest thing. I, I love him. I love you, Felix. Uh, but wait, but wait, Felix, love that name. <laughs> um, but did you then eat breakfast? Yeah. What would you have for breakfast? A bowl of cereal. Oh, okay. Some toast. Okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Oh, like a whole cake? Why don't <laughs> My dad would then come to my bed and serve me a birthday cake. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a cup of coffee. Dad is a little princess had high demands. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, okay. Does. Welcome or not welcome. Saying bye on the phone in America. <laughs> so like in the UK, if you're ending a call, like, okay, thanks for that. Okay. Um, all right. See you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye. You get like higher and louder yeah. and more energy in the US. Be like, okay, thanks for that. Okay. Bye. I would say at my current job, I have to talk to a lot of people on the phone and 
I'm still trying to be British and I'm like, okay, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. And they've already hung up. I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm talking right. to dead air. Yeah. Um, also, I will say a shout out to uh, my friend Siobhan back in Norfolk. Her mom, Eileen, is a classic Irish mom and <laughs> she is incredibly difficult to get off the phone. She'll be like, okay, love you, darling. Bye, darling. I love you, darling. All right, darling, call me soon. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, darling. Love you, darling. And the amount of times I just saw Siobhan, she just, she just have to hang up on her. Aww. Poor, lovely Eileen. Was, well, I love you, darling. Bye. My, my, dad, my dad says goodbye like he's falling into a cave. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, like, okay, bye. Bye, my guy. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. And that's him like, falling into a cave. He's just walking away from the phone. I don't know what out. he's doing. I don't know. He's, he's, he's hard of hearing, so he does struggle with it, but who knows? Okay. Um, so wait, the American way of saying goodbye, is that welcome or not welcome? Oh, not welcome. I love, I love a solid goodbye. Okay, fine. Uh, you're up. My final topic, welcome or not welcome, chocolate digestives. What is with these biscuits? What are you doing? I just haven't eaten, I haven't had like a UK biscuit. I, I've now been here for just enough months that a few little things are creeping in that I'm not, like, I'm not going to be one of those British people that's like, oh, I just want to get a custard cream and have a cup of tea. But I would love to have a cup of tea and dip a custard cream, a ginger nut, and then a chocolate digestive I think in we it. can make that happen for you somehow. Okay. Maybe like, say, let's save it for a treat for like a different time though. I, I can't just have it. Maybe, i tell you what, CLC, when you come visit, if you could bring those supplies, and I think we could like part of the podcast we could just all sit around with a cup of tea and a biscuit oh my god please and you could also while CLC's here you could also do one of your other favourite things what's that Chucky in a mag (laughs) (laughs) oh my god am I going to have to explain Chucky in a mag yes okay Chucky in a mag is a joke kind of a joke thing that I came up with quite a few years ago where on like a Sunday if I was hungover and tired I'd go you know have lunch with friends and then I'd say do you know what I'm gonna go do now I'm gonna go to the shop get myself some chalky and a mag and it would be like a Cadbury's twirl and then heat magazine I'd go back to my bed and lay in bed and read heat magazine and eat a twirl oh chalky and a mag chalky and a mag And I will say a chocolate digestive is a chocolate covered cookie. It's a, it's a, it's a, oh. um, like a, an oat cookie with a layer of chocolate on top and it's delicious. <laughs> Chucky in a mag. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, print media is dying. It's not the same having Chucky oh. in a, you know, an iPad article. Oh God. It was kind of like an early version of like Netflix and chill. It really was. But I did it alone. <laughs> Uh, wait, what was what was the thing there? <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> chocolate digestive. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Chocolate digestive with a bit of caramel underneath. Oh, no, oh. no that compromises oh. it. Don't compromise it with that caramel. It makes it too hard. Once you dip that in the tea, it stays too hard. See, non-tea drinkers, we oh. wouldn't know. You and your fucking dry-ass green tea non-drinking. Okay. okay, my final one, <laughs> welcome or not welcome, is Ear One. <laughs> I can't deal with this name. Ear One is <sighs> like a super fancy, but health... Uh, supermarket in LA. Why is it called Ear One? Because it's nowhere spelt backwards. Which still doesn't explain why no, it's called Ear One. None of it makes any sense. It's so infuriating. I, I find it infuriating, but I also love it. Um, I'm going to say it's definitely welcome. You have not been yet. No, we're going to so go. So you're going to abstain. And I think we'll definitely do uh, like a, a field trip. We will go together. I get excited about that. Did you ever Did you ever used to call, you and your friends call each other by your names backwards? I was Rizarf Ekroy. It's my name fully backwards. That's good. And my friend knew someone, and she was called Claire Parsons, and (laughs) her last name Parsons was Snozrap. Just always made made me laugh. Oi, Snozrap. Snozrap coming. Shout out to Snozrap. She's definitely not listening. I don't even know her. Um, Are we done? I think we're done. Okay, so please get in touch. Uh, You can get in touch on our Instagram at youarewelcomeamerica. You can follow us on Spotify. Please do. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Ask Ask a question. We always love when people get in touch and say what do you think the uk or us equivalent is of something yep 
We also need to tease, Ooh. coming up, episode 10, yep. we have our first special celebrity guest. Uh, I'm not going to say too much, other than the fact that it is drag-related. And we have got a whole special of You're Welcome America. We will be talking in our usual UK-US style, doing our translations. Yep. We'll have a very special celebrity guest. We'll get excited about that. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Bye. John. <laughs> Can I do my sign-off that I'm trying to make happen that isn't happening? Yep. In the words of... What's her name again? No, I'm not giving you this. No, we're not doing Anne Robinson as a sign-off. Okay, so my sign-off is, in the words of Anne Robinson in The Weakest Link, <sighs> goodbye. I, I hate it. Okay. You're so far up your mouth, I think you can smell your own sheets! Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stuff, working with flour.